so you can just lock me up. So, like I was saying before, uh, we're going to be talking about the world in in uh, this podcast. So, I first wanted to get into what is the world. And, uh, actually, I'm going to ask you guys what do you think the world is first. The world, the world, the world. Like, what do you, like, when you say the world. Well, and, like, in a biblical sense. In a biblical like when, sense. When they talk about the world in the Bible. Well, right. there's several different ways in which they talk about the world in the Bible. Like when you talk about the world and earth and like a place to house, that's like that's that's generally speaking what they talk about. Sometimes it's in a negative connotation as don't be like the world and like mm-hmm. the sinful nature of man and all that good stuff. And then there's like things about worldly desires. And, you know, this it's it, it's more than likely in the negative sense. And then sometimes it's really more about. The housing of it, you know, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Um, biblically, as far as like really desires and being like the world, it's talking about the age, it's talking about that time, it's talking about what everybody is conforming to that's, a, that's against the standards of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess to sum up what everyone else has said, I, when I hear the phrase the world used in church, I'm thinking about our physical realities. I'm thinking about society and societal norms, and I'm thinking about the sort of desires of human flesh. Welcome to the second episode of the Why Not Podcast, where our mission statement is connecting young adults to freedom in Christ through actively building relationships. I am your host, JP, and I have a few guests with me who would like to introduce themselves. Hello, my name is Janisha Bessiaki. My name is Mark Bessiaki. And I am Marguerite Webb. I'm Milton Keys. So in this week's discussion, as you can tell, we'll be talking a lot about the world. Are we too much into the world? Do we need to be less of the world? Is our home the world? Is our home in heaven? Why are we in the world if we're not supposed to be a part of the world? There are a lot of questions we can ask, which we'll get into in the discussion. But first, let me break down what we're talking about when we talk about what the world is. We are specifically talking about the moral world, which refers to anybody who is indifferent or hostile to God. Basically, anybody who rejects God. There are other definitions to what the Bible is talking about when it talks about the world, like the physical world, which is literally the earth itself, and the human world, which is land on the earth where humans live. But we specifically want to talk about the moral world because the world is fallen by nature. So when the Bible talks about the world, I think of the system of sin. Last week we talked about the empire of sin. So I think that's what the world in air quotes is. Can we can we agree to to that? Mm. 
Of course, I, I think, I think all of our answers were right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can agree in a sense, but it just seems I don't want to stay on a negative sense of the world mm -hmm. because at the same time, what usually, and this is just me personally, what usually happens is we categorize ourselves as we're Christians, they're the world, it's us versus them, you know, and not necessarily putting us in a position where we're in the world itself as we're talking about the world. So as we're talking about how bad the world is, we're also talking about ourselves. So it's like, you know, if, that's why I'm like, you know, if it almost seems like the world can be used as quote unquote evil. And I'm like, I, I don't want it to have that kind of. But, uh, but are we talking about the world in this context though? That, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. The, the world as in like just the world, like no, no, G, like just us and in our human forms, nature. Okay, so so that's what you mean when you say the world. The world, yeah. Okay, so if you if you mean it that way, then yeah, I agree with what, what, what I with what I was saying. I, okay, I, I stick to, to that part of it that we shouldn't necessarily just look at the world in, in that in that Cause negative. Because the next question I ask, like we have to agree on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm ask, uh, is the world your home? And do the things you do reflect the world in your everyday life? Repeat that. So, is the world your home? Do you, do you make the world your home? And do the things you do reflect the world in your everyday life? I'm going to be churchy. This world is <laughs> not my home. I'm just a pilgrim traveling through. Uh, Hallelujah. I will say it is most definitely my home. Uh, I'm going to be the the worldly man today. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's why. I, I believe that it was God's intention to extend his reach uh, of heaven by making earth. So if I denounce the world, I am essentially denouncing God's intention. So as much as I want to say the world's not, you know, just bump the world and I'm just not trying to be here, I'm trying to get to heaven. God's intention was to make heaven on earth. So I'm, I'm aspiring to have the, the world around me reflect that. So yes, the world is my home. Uh, and now to the second question of do the actions that I do reflect the world? Yes and no. Like, I think it's a sometimes. Like, like my good intentions and the things that, that align with God do not reflect the world. And sometimes my bad intentions do reflect the world. And sometimes my in-between little question, the, the, the parts where I'm questioning things, the parts where I'm like in conflict or like in, in discovery or just all, the, all that, kind, it reflects the, it reflects I, the world. Out in the book, book, bookmark I, that. We'll, we'll come back to that. I okay. think he's contradicting himself. How so? You said that the world is a extension of heaven and then you say when you do stuff contrary to God it reflects the world how can those both be true well because just because God's intention was to extend heaven does not mean it happened as much as I can say the earth was an extension of heaven when we got our hands on it that changed when sin came into to, to being that changed. And so with my, my, what I'm saying is 
I do have that duality in, in, in me of, you know, I want to be, I want this to be the kingdom of heaven, but at the same time, I'm a man. I make mistakes. I sin. So I have both in me. So in a sense, yes, I am contradicting myself on a regular basis, but not in my intention. Right. But that is the whole, that's the whole thing, right? Is to be, to be human is to have to figure out, to be a human and to be Christian is to have to figure out how to do both and all of these things at the same time, right? Like the world, just because there are things that are sinful about it, the world is still of God, the world, like God's dominion exists extends to all of the world what you know however we want to define what the world is right and so just because like we are of flesh and we have natural desires and we need to eat food and like right like we we still live here like we still have to to make it work and function well here but we are seeking god in everything that we do and god is seeking us in the world i agree um I think that we are a part of this world and we are connected to this world as well. We are connected to God connected us with the earth. Um, we don't worship it, but he connected us. He connected us with it. And so I do think that um, even though that we are connected with it, um, I guess the the negative side of it is being able to know that there's more, that there's more um, to it. And not just for this, and not just the thought of, um, I'm just here passing by to get to heaven, but God wanted us to experience heaven while we're here. He wanted us to, he wanted this place to be a representation of his kingdom. Um, and so I do think that, you know, there is a balance as far as, what was the second question? Your action, do your actions reflect the world in your everyday life? I will say yes and no as well. Um, and I think that's why the Bible strongly urges us to always, I guess, think of heavenly things or to remember that this is not the only place where we will dwell he's always challenging us to think above or to think beyond because even though we're here and we're connected and we're so used to this there is a place that's not on that's not um that's not this world there is a a, a realm that we can't see and we have to be in contact with that uh, place so are you are you getting more at the fact that our inclinations or or what we try to do shouldn't be of this world, but we we're still in this world? Is that is that what you're getting at? Well, or, well okay. So when we, that's why I wanted to kind of be clear about what we mean as a world, because when you say world that way, it feels like you're talking more about culture. That when you say of this world, I feel like it sounds like of this culture, and if we're talking about the culture then yes, like we're not supposed to act the same way that the culture acts because the culture more than likely acts counter to what God is talking about or what God is, or what God is doing. And so um, in that respect, yeah, we, we ain't supposed to do what the, what the, what the culture is doing. That's, 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 number, that's off to rip. But when you talk about like the world is in the place, like we're supposed to live in that. Like that's, that's, that's the place we're supposed to be taken care of, you know? Like, yeah. Okay. So to that, I'm going to make this claim. 
and then I'm gonna read this verse. Well, at least the first half of it. Uh, I'm gonna make a claim that your home is where your heart is. So where where your heart resides is is where you make your home. And I'm gonna read this verse, and then we can sort of discuss that cl- claim. Um, it's Ephesians two, uh, one through three. Ephesians two, one through three. Yes. Okay. Y'all got it? All right. It says, oh, and this is the NLT version. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we are subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. So, sort of to that, at least in this... At least in this context, when I when I see it talking about the world, it is talking about what Mark said, that culture of what our, our nature is. Like, our nature is, is very sinful, like, we'd, without something to combat that. Like, so when we talk about, when I say your home is where your heart is, like, where do you place the, the things that you desire in your everyday life, do you place it in in the world, in in just the music of the world, the culture of the world, everything the world does, mm-hmm. or do you place it elsewhere? Well, to that, I kind of uh, think back to that video essay I was talking about about the whole uh, "Guys Not Dead" movies, and one of the one of the essential issues with the with the movie is that it presents everything as unable to do good uh and so as much as i say yes we live in sin and it is our inclination to be sinful um but uh i can't say that our can we say that our total nature is to be of sin i mean that's that's what it says in the verse so I mean, by ver- <laughs> I mean, I mean that. I mean, you, you're, because this, this, this is again the what the way you, when you put it that in that direction, um, it makes it seem as if we we get we get into the whole debate about can someone who's not a Christian be good? So you know, so can someone that who's not one of us be be good and be out there? Can be there be a good person who's not uh, one of us? So that's the reason why I kind of push back on this a little bit because as much as I understand what it means when it says sinful nature we are subject to those things if we if we just say that our nature is just sin then we we I feel like we are missing out on other things I think we have a problem with extremes we we can be too extreme as Christians 
So oftentimes we say we're sinful. That does not mean you can't do good stuff or be a good person. But good people lie. That doesn't mean we weren't created by a good God. That doesn't mean there's not good in us. But we we are not perfect. Is that a better way to say it? Yeah, I, I, we're not perfect. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm having a just a hard time with the way that we're framing the conversation. Um, because I'm trying to understand what it means to live in sin, right? Because at the beginning of verse 3 it says all of us used to live that way following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature right like that's what I know that Milton sort of pushed back against the construct of extremes but that's what the text says yeah that's what I'm saying the text says that exactly (laughs) and and then if that's the frame that we're working with I, I guess I have a fundamental problem with that notion right like I um I, we can't make the world all bad. Like we live here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, we can't make our we can't make ourselves all bad because this is like this is the body that I was given, and and this and this vessel is inherently divine, also, right? Because you, God can't live here and, and this not be a divine vessel. Yeah. I, so I guess I um. I guess I just have a hard time with the way that the conversation is being framed. And, and the other thing is, you know, now, now, let me, let me say a couple of things that might be a little weird. But uh, you know, we're talking about you know Paul's writing to to the to yeah. the church of church in Ephesia. I don't know. I don't know what church. Ephesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Fa- fa- thank thank you, you for that correction. But I'm saying we're talking about there are very, very many times where Paul is making references to things either in the past or things that happened to the church. So all of this are all are all spoken in past tense. So we say you were once dead because of your disobedience. All of us used to live this way. I mean, we have, it's these are all past tense things and talking almost from the very, very beginning and, and in a more, you know, Almost uh, implying that we were very barbaric, like before. But now we're 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 we can escape from 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 that, or escape from sin sin itself. Because because you know the to say that our nature is just sin, it just seems wrong because of the fact that we had a world, we had a present worldview without sin, and that was like literally. The first chapter of, of, of Genesis, we, we saw what the world looked like without sin and sin was then introduced. And if you say that our nature is just is, is just sinful, it almost seems like sin is birthed out of our nature and not out of this uh, introduction of it. But the introduction was of it was through us. It wasn't through God. No, it was. It, I mean. <laughs> Well, I don't want to be one to just go say the devil made me do it. But at the same time, you know, there was there, there was a we can't, we, if we're talking about what happened in Bible. Now, if we're talking about you know us, I will agree to to, to that notion. We do create our own, you know. What what is sin? Let me let me just ask that question. What is sin? Is sin when we do anything that? 
how do, like how do we define that? Because like there's the Ten Commandments that are like ten specific things that we're not supposed to do, and that's fine, right? But what are what the about the rest? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what about the rest? For what I understand, sin is an archery term that means missing the mark. So I would say a basic definition for sin would be failure. No, because every failure is a sin. If I fail to be on time, is that sin? But but that that's but okay. But missing the mark is also a bigger like. Like uh, yeah, anytime you miss the mark is is almost the same thing. Well, that yeah. well that then we have to define what the mark is. Yeah, so so but but I I, I think mm. the the mark is probably we're in the beginning of the text where it says once you were dead because of your disobedience. Maybe the disobedience is that is mark. The mark, yeah, that's it. There we and go. And if the if the disobedience is the mark, then we're we're, we're obviously disobeying. We can we can start from Ten Commandments <laughs> and, and stay right there as long as we obey those as long as we obey those things. And we can't even obey all of those. Yeah, right, right. They had to invent six hundred and forty something more just to obey the ten, mm. which really come from two. We can imagine the first two love God and love each other, forget the other eight. So, and with that, I see us all shaking our heads that we have a hard time obeying these things. So, I would argue that Paul is saying, in you might say rather extreme terms, that we have a propensity to miss the mark. Mm-hmm. And through Christ, we have the power to make the mark. Mm-hmm. Okay. That. I, I also think Paul was saying, um, you know, before you knew Christ, before you was at this level um, of consciousness, you, you were living a carelessness life you didn't have any convictions you were not subjected under anything you just did whatever you wanted how you wanted when you wanted and that's not the way um you live an obedient life when you're under christ you live a life that is not excessive let's talk about this sin thing for a second so Like Milton said earlier, the word does derive from the meaning of an archery term, which is to miss the mark. It comes from the Old English, which is translated from the Greek, uh, S-Y-N, which literally means to miss the mark. So let's think about this in terms of archery. Think about a huge target. And think about this small little bullseye that would be obedience to God and everything else would be disobedience to God or sin. I think the problem comes in when we think that that's unfair for us or that game is rigged or we there's no way we can do that because there is no way we can do that. No matter how good of an archer you are, no matter how good you are at mastering obedience, you'll never be able to hit that target 100% of the time. 
But to me, that's not really a problem. And the reason being is because our goal should be perfection. And perfection isn't something that you can obtain. It's something that has to be practiced over a lifetime in order to get close to it. The beauty in that is that we get to spend our entire lives chasing what God wants for us. And I think we get wrapped up in the fact that we want the end goal that we forget that sometimes the journey is more important. I think though, even even with that though, it's like I agree I agree with you, but you you put that in someone's ear of being disobedient or you know have to be subject to something or to anything you know that that leaves off a um an aspect of freedom that 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 tells me that sounds like bondage to me you know someone who, who who's who's uh, uh used to being oppressed or used to being subject to someone of a higher power might not like the term i have to be subject to but but is it stop like bondage <laughs> You may not, you may not think so, but you, you look. Hey man, don't tell me. That, look, say, there are a lot of people that are, that, are, that, are, that are look at a stoplight, say you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> people be like, Most, I, I don't believe in whatever, speed limits. I don't. <laughs> whatever it is that we are being subjected to when it comes to religion is usually for our own protection instead of just I have, mm. you know, and just, instead of just I have to be obedient just because I just have to be. Yeah. But I'm. But really, what one of the things I'm saying is that religion has been weaponized a lot in our history, and so when people hear, I have to be subject to, you know, God and religion, it, mm-hmm. it feels like it's going to again be weaponized. Okay. You know, and and you're going to just use this to get me to do whatever you want me to do, mm-hmm. or what you feel is right. But is that because? He, Sometimes I, I don't know I want to push you back On that idea Only because Sometimes I think People do that Out of Only wanting to do What they want to do Oh yeah I agree with that I mean like that That is it That is it too I mean There have been plenty of times Where I've had a hard time With just like No nah, I don't I don't feel like Listening to what you What you got to say Because I don't want to do it But you know Eventually I have to do it But that's That's different that's different because I'm spiritually trying. I'm convicted spiritually with God. That's a relationship between me and God to try to get get through me and I. And but if you're telling me and and you're telling me something that doesn't sound like God, and now you but you're using God's name to get me to do it. That's where it's like, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't rock with you, you know. But I mean, there have been several times where I've I've heard God clearly say you had to do something. I'm just like, nah, I don't mm-hmm. feel like I don't feel like doing. So I think li- living in living in sin is when you are you are clearly going against you have made up in your mind that I'm I'm not doing that and as believers we can we cannot live in sin and still sin um for example if I'm dating and I'm having sex outside of marriage. Marriage was designed for a covenant with a, a husband and wife, and clearly I'm not married. For me to be living in sin, I'm made up in my mind. I am going to have sex whether I'm married or not. If I make up in my mind, okay, I want to at least try that, you know, we need to get some help, we need to do something because I know that this is something for marriage and I want to be obedient 
to God. At that moment, you're deciding, I don't want to live in sin. Does that mean you are, does that mean that you're going to live perfectly and not have sex? You probably said you wouldn't and you're probably trying and you probably go months or whatever, but you're not living in sin because you're making the effort to go against it. But living in sin is just saying, look, I'm doing this, whatever. Cool, cool. So keeping that in mind, because okay. that, that was very good. I, I want to read the whole verse. Okay. The, I'll, I'll start from the beginning because there, there's two, just really two parts to this verse. So starting from one to uh, where we're going to ten. Uh, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we are subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he has raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us, as shown in all he has done for us who are united with, Jesus, with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast of it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he had planned for us long ago. So to frame that with, uh, with what you just said, one of the, one of the things that I, I I got out of that was that we have to be willing to to uh to die to our sin. If we're not willing, then then God can't save us. You know what I mean? So the the claim that that I that I made was we are we are born sinners and we have to die to sin. And one of the things that I, I think about is that we we don't try enough. You know what I mean? Like we, I don't think we think before we do the things that we do. Okay. Okay. Or I think sometimes we do think, but we think the payoff is bigger than the punishment because sometimes I'll be like I know I shouldn't do this but it feels so good so Lord forgive me mm -hmm. and, and most of and the crazy thing about it is those Part of that kind of uh, gets to our ideas about escapism. You know, we're trying to escape from our 
current situation, some of the sin that we get ourselves into is because of the fact that we don't want to grapple with, we don't want to do the hard work because everything in life is hard work. Like when you like, I really wish more things would come easier, but, (laughs) but it's all hard work. And so when you tell someone everything you do is going to be hard, like even, even grappling with sin, it's like, you know, let's let, how about you don't tell a lie? You know how hard it is to not tell a lie? As much as you think, you know, oh, you know, I can do this easily. I'm not going to tell any lie at, at all. But then, you know, someone, my, you know, what if my wife has an ugly dress on? And then I'm like, do I look cute? Like, ah, uh, you always look beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, to spare her feelings, I'll tell this lie. And I, and I would have thought that was the hardest thing ever. Now, to be you honest with you, if she, if she ever did have an ugly dress, I would tell her straight up because... That's just not how, how our household is. But there are seriously people who, who feel that way. Like, like everything that we're dealing with is hard work. I was going to say, um, when, you, when you refuse to do what you are convicted in your heart that you know is right, once you've lived a life so long in... Uh, deceiving yourself or deception God will grant you over to that and then you will it will turn into rebellion and so it makes it even more harder for you to um to even be willing to try because you're you don't find a reason to to do it in fact I think the scripture if anything gives us a a saving grace like okay you know that's okay you're you're going to I, I don't feel like doing the hard work i don't feel like like going through the hard work god's like you're going to do the hard work but you can choose when you you start it's gonna happen but i mean you I, I'll, I'll work with you I'll, I'll work with you through through the whole thing i might push you i might yeah i might you know have to nudge you a little more i might have to even smack you in the face but for god's such you're going to do the work it's just depending on when you if you want to do this now you want to do this later and uh yeah i was gonna say he will he will um be with you in the process and i'm talking about while you are battling and and you are in confliction like you have the strength you have the you feel like you have the willpower to do it but when you are tempted with it you can't do it when when that type of confliction is happening, that is where God's grace take place. The Bible says when where sin is, grace bounds even the more. And so because he knows we don't have the willpower and the strength to do it, the effort, just the effort alone is what is what allow God's grace to be active in our lives. People think that, oh, you just have to completely just stop. Don't have sex no more. And it don't work like that. Oh, it, it definitely does not work like that. And he will, I think that's where we have our problems. We don't teach that. We don't, we, I've heard so many old folks say, when you get saved, you won't want to sin no more. This is the it's biggest lie I've ever heard. Stop. Who said that? <laughs> hey, there are people out here saying that. Stop telling people that. Mark talks about this movie and how it's so simple. We gotta stop giving simple answers. We don't serve a simple God. 
We don't live simple lives. And even with wrestling with this text, we we know we have problems with sins, but it's like, dang, am I was just a sinner? Yeah, at some point you were. That didn't mean God didn't love you or God didn't watch your back. But we all deal with sin. That's the point. And I just want to really quickly go back to the point that Jay was making about God being with you in the effort, in the attempts to. Um, a long time ago, I was given this example of like, if you imagine a circle with a dot in the middle and you extend uh, a line from the dot to any point in the circle. If you make just a little bit of change in the direction of that, you when you extend the line out, you end up in a completely different place on the circle, right? So if you the effort of just, okay, God, I can't do the whole thing, but let mm-hmm. me just like do this and turn a couple of degrees and you end up in a completely different place. Mm-hmm. You're a completely different person. Mm-hmm. And God rewarding or not maybe not rewarding, but acknowledging and being with us in that just that couple of degrees of change being such a blessing yeah yeah and then it says you know if if sin is present will not my grace abound even the more but it says because my grace abound do that mean you should continue to sin Mm. and it's like okay Mm. your grace is there because you know i don't have the strength to do this Mm. but my effort is like it activates God's faith, mm-hmm. my effort. Mm-hmm. But should I not make the effort because you have because I have grace accessible? And it's like, no, make the effort and, and do your part. And <laughs> don't take advantage. You know what I'm saying? Don't take advantage of God's grace because you know He's going to be there because He don't part, have to be. I mean, to be honest with you, man, uh, that's a lot of like, that's a lot of, uh, if not my friends or uh, some some Christians uh, thought process of, you know, like I'm going to do the whole Christian thing. Like when I'm ready to die, you know, I'm going like when I'm old and, mm-hmm. and, and, and where I'm, I'm going to do all that stuff later on in life. I'm, if I'm going to say my prayer before I have to die so I can get in heaven, but I'm going to live my life as I want to live it now because I know it, the grace is there. And so in a sense, we abuse it like a lot uh, just to kind of get what we get what we want and we know it's there and that's that's harmful in both manners because essentially not only are you uh, because of your own selfishness are you losing out on God's grace but because of your own selfishness you're losing out on somebody else's liberation like you're not you're not able to, because of me not freeing myself from the sin I in turn cannot free the people around me from 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 their sin or at least be an example to 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 help them through their stuff because i'm like i'm there with you too i'd rather you know what i'm saying like why why would you want to listen to me about you know jesus or or trying to to make the effort if i'm not making an effort myself (laughs) and one of the things i think about when making an effort like the first thing that comes to mind in, in my mind at least is like when we fast right we make an effort like a a uh probably the most extreme effort in that example (laughs) to uh, try to get closer to God by cutting off whatever worldly desires we have. But sometimes I feel like that's the only time we try the hardest. (laughs) Like, what about all the other times? Like, how come when 
and I'm I'm definitely an example of that. Well, all all fast from music that I know is completely toxic to to my faith, mm-hmm. like that I know I sh- probably shouldn't be listening to. But then after I'm done, like after I fasted and I prayed and all this stuff, like. I'll go right back to it. Why why aren't we why aren't we consistent in in what we try to do to get closer to God? Well can I I was just gonna so you know, I would push back a little bit on that, right? And I know that there are things that God would have us to do and whatever. But I also don't think that God wants us to live a life where guilt and shame are dogging each and every one of our steps and each and every one of our movements. I do think that there's something to be said for God wanting us to experience joy. And if you listening to whoever, whoever Mm -hmm. gives you a sense of enjoyment as you're living your life and encourages you another day, right? Like (laughs) sometimes you need some music to wake you up in the morning, right? And if that's two chains or whoever, that's what you do, right? Like, like and so I don't want to. Sorry, I just there you go. Is for it depends for you to change might just be something they'll get up in the morning. For him to change might make him call his ex girlfriend. <laughs> and do I mean? So it depends on the person, I think. But I agree as a producer. I wrestle with the music thing often because to make good music, I need to listen to good music. Mm-hmm. And I need not to listen to the gospel genre mm-hmm. solely, first of all, because I'll say gospel artists are lazy. <laughs> They're lazy. Oh, they, man. they don't want to be as creative all the time. So I'll try to bring a gospel that you want to bump. I need to know what's on the streets because I'm not trying to reach the church in the same way that uh, someone from 1960 did. That's not going to help our youth. That's not going to help our 30-somethings. So that's something I look at, so I think we gotta we gotta be careful about what we even call sin. And that that's really why I was like apprehensive at the very beginning about the whole are we calling the world, you know, this thing because that is a that is a that is a thing where anything that isn't Christian is supposed yes, to be bad. Like I'm just like like legit there was no such thing as Christian music in the Bible. Like there, there is no there. Were, there are hymnals, maybe, but that's that's about as far as you as you're going in terms of stuff. All this, all this music, all this stuff is 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 mostly true to life. So so if we're so, I that's why I cautioned at the very very beginning because if we keep thinking that the world true to life things uh, can't be of God, then I feel like we're missing a lot of what's going on in in the world there was music um in heaven there there were sounds um i mean the enemy was i was about to say lucifer was the choir director you got a a minister of music choir director but but what i was gonna say with with what marguerite said is you just have to be careful um like what what convicts you 
Like it's just cert- it's just certain things that I'm just not listening to. Mm-hmm. Like I cringes when I hear rappers say the B word. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I can like the beat and everything, mm-hmm. but I just kind of like not try to. And and it's be it be irritating because it be on the coldest beats. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And I'm like, god. oh my god! Like, why like you yo, gotta do let this me just this? get the instrumental. Yeah, it's like yo, this beat's too hard. But all yeah. the like legit. The only reason why I like I'll listen to a lot of new 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 music, and I love most of the. Well, now let me say some of the new music, but. I'll listen so I'll listen because the beats are so hard mm-hmm. but then like I won't even I won't even listen to the words not because of not because of the fact that you know it's counter to my to my religion and my faith and nothing like that it's just because it sucks like it doesn't mm-hmm. even doesn't even make make sense lyrically so let, let me add to this we are in the world and the other world we need to think about incarnation as we enter this discussion of our home. Because Jesus chose to make the world his home. Can you define uh, incarnation, please? Incarnation is Jesus being born into the world. So Jesus was inserted into human life, right? So the, the principle is this. We're Christ-like, so we we should be different, but we can't be completely removed from the world because if we're completely removed from the world, we have no effect. We're no earthly good. Now here's the here's the because I'm going to bring it full circle. Ready for this? Okay. Here's how it pertains to Black Panther <laughs> and Killmonger's point. Say it, Mike. Oh, Killmonger. Killmonger's point, okay? Killmonger was essentially the world uh-huh. brought to 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 T'Challa's front door. Mm-hmm. He said, "This is this is Black <laughs> This is Black culture. This is Black America. We have been suffering, and you guys have been sitting calmly, safely in your temples, Y'all in your places of 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 faith. You've been sitting here and been watching us go through all this all this pain, and you ain't do nothing. Y'all got resources. Y'all got stuff. Y'all can help us out. You need to do something about this, and." And and not only is is was he the world at his front door, he was one of his own people. But watch this, watch this. Why did he want to go to Wakanda? Because Wakanda was different. Mm. Go back to the first text. You were dead, you were part of the world. You weren't just in it, you were of it. You were dead in sin, whether that doesn't mean you're completely evil. We know God said mankind was good. But now you're out of it, but you're going back and you're different, which will attract people to you. So I think what attracted Killmonger to Wakanda was Wakanda had something that nobody else had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wakanda was his home. It was the home that that he wanted. To. It was it was heaven. I mean, it, it's like it's like when we talk about some of the things that happened in our in our history, 
and the atrocities that 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 come about history. Christians are in the are in the are sometimes in the forefront of that conversation. You know, like 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 where were where were you Christians when this was happening? More than likely, it was y'all that were persecuting boys. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you know uh, 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 that's why the whole the whole uh, duality of being of the world and, and and not of the world is so hard for us because again, you have the historical nature of. This is how Christianity used to act. This is how people uh, in in power and Christian or and Christians used to act. We need to kind of uh, do this differently, and I think that's what Kilmartin kind of brought to the table. Of okay, you can't just be, I just can't be hiding forever and just sit and do nothing and only do something for your people. You know what I mean? You can't just do it for you. You have to do it for everybody. What? So to compare that to Christianity, you serve this awesome God, right? You serve this healing God. You serve this God of love. You serve this God of, um, of, of, of power, and yet you don't show it. You're not giving me what you have. You're not giving me that resource. You're not giving me, you're not showing me that love. You're not accepting me. And you serve this this man who you say represented all these things. Okay, well, I need that. I need love. I need acceptance. I need power. I need, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's a lack. Killmonger was attracted, but he was also showing them, okay, you have all this stuff. Why you ain't shared it with nobody? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, part of it is because, I mean, I think in in their case, they felt sort of insecure because they knew that all right, if we share this stuff, they might come back and and kill us. You feel me? Like they might come back and do something to us. They were scared, in a sense, to share their gift with the world. And I think that that same thing could be said for us. Like we're scared to act in the in the way that or follow in Jesus's footsteps because we're scared of the backlash we might receive for it. Yeah. Like if I if I say I don't get drunk, like I'm I'm some people are scared. Oh well, you don't drink. Like why not? Like why aren't you turning up? Why aren't you doing? Like people are scared to answer these questions because they feel that if they're not doing what everybody else is doing. Then people will reject them. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I totally, I totally get that. And then there, there is a, there is a point to you know, understanding and seeing, you know, for what kind of case are we talking about the movie? You know, seeing yeah. how everybody else, yo, this is what happens when people have resources, mm-hmm. and this is what they do to people with resources. They, mm-hmm. they completely overtake them. Like, like I, I understand that aspect, but even to. Uh, their detriment they've become such a power where it's like that's insignificant we know y'all can wreck shop if you wanted to like we know y'all can handle yourselves you could you can do all these things it's this now you've gotten so used to being in your in your own world that you don't want to necessarily go and reach out and 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 that's where we kind of have have, have our problems with with Christianity. That's kind of similar. Where where it's like you know we're so used to just this is how it's supposed to look like. For instance, you know what I'm saying if 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 I'm going to give you something or give you a job or give you a something or give you this, you have to be a Christian. 
for that mm-hmm. to happen. Or you have to be a part of our Bible study to do A, B, C, or D for, yeah. for me to give you something. And that, that kind of agenda that's that's brought on with a, with a gift is something that is notorious with, Christian, with, with Christianity. We're not just doing, we're, we're doing it because of our own personal agenda. And if it doesn't fit our narrative, then we don't want to be a part of it whatsoever. And we want to just continue to, you know, perpetuate what yeah. we want to continue. So. I was going to say, um, one of y'all said that they were, you know, probably was scared in Black Panther that they was going to overthrow them if they would have showed them this is what we have. This, are, these, this is the resources that we want to share with you. Com- comparing that to um, the kingdom of God, nobody can overthrow God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. So when, when, we, when we share and when we, you know, share our gifts and stuff, not, not relating this to the people who are scared. But the people who I have been bold and who do stand up for their faith and stuff like that, um, we have a confidence in knowing that I can share my gift. I can perfect it. I can share it with the world. I can share with the world this kingdom that I believe in. And um, and nobody can overthrow that. Yeah, I guess uh, started to start to wrap this up. There's two points I, I wanted to make. Uh, one that we need Jesus to die. Bars. <laughs> I only wanted to say that because <laughs> because I wrote that with two different meanings in mind. Um, mm. One that we we need to die to our sin, okay. and we need to do that every day. But in order to do that, we need Jesus. Like we can't do that by ourselves. We're not even capable of doing that by ourselves. I don't want to. <laughs> and and the second meaning is that without Jesus dying. We can't even live in this world of sin. Like without his saving grace, it's not possible for us to, to live. We can go back to the guy murking boys. <laughs> <laughs> we will be swallowed up by so many things. Just now. How about just the payment for our own sin? Mm. Sin has his own payment. You mess with somebody's wife. You get shot by that somebody. You steal something, somebody might come after you. I think sometimes we put on God what we got just as a consequence Mm -hmm. of what we did. Mm -hmm. At the same time, if God came and had a bunch of dogs come and eat you, that's that's a that's a a whole nother level to the punishment. That that happens too. Hey, that is wild. And you got God coming with a lion and a donkey coming to eat you. That's that's a that's a whole level. Like to I would love to see that scene in heaven. Like what what stuff have have God literally talked to angels and said, "Yeah, eight o'clock. That's gonna be a party. He's gonna get drunk and he's gonna hit this man." Like, what? like oh my gosh. So I wanna I wanna leave you with these couple of questions and wrap up. Um, so knowing that death is important to sin. Uh, does the church talk about sin too little? Is what it talk about too talks much. about, or or does it talk about it too much? Is what it talks about practical? Does it relate to modern times, and is it up to date? Okay, that's Which, a lot of questions. I mean, no, no, no. These are a lot of questions, but let's let's try to hit them all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit you with every single one right now. Ready for this? Number one, yes and no. 
Okay, they do talk about sin too much, but they talk about it without the saving grace of of, of God. Okay, so it's always either you're going to hell, See me, you go to hell. Go repent of your sins, or you're going to hell. And it's like you know the, that's it. That's how we end everyone. It's either you, you see the repent of your sins, go to hell. That's it. There's, there's no other other option than that. Okay. The next thing is um, when they do talk about it, it's not. It's very one sided. It's 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 very. These are the separate things. These are the little things that you will die from. It's 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 very specific. It's not you know it's and it, and it. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a lie. It's very general. It's like, uh, if you sin, you die. Okay, but well, what specific sin? Like, like if you, what if kind you, of death? Like, like, like. Uh, yeah, I need you to be a little more specific about this stuff. Because again, God was specific about he was how about how he was murking boys. So I'm saying, <laughs> if we gonna if we gonna deal with the guy that was very specific about murking boys in a certain way, I would like you to be specific about how these sins work out. Yeah. So, you know. That's that's the other thing. Is it is it is the way that we're teaching this modern? I don't I don't think so. At least uh, not for the general consensus. Because a lot I don't even think it needs to be modern. If it if it follows the model of Christ, then that's all you need. It's going to fit almost everything. Anytime we deal with Christianity, we try to fit Christianity to our way of thinking. And so we, because we are a Western culture, we fit Christianity within the Western culture of doing things where Jesus Christ is very counter to our culture entirely. So when we're talking about sin, we're talking about sin in the context of our culture, our world. But if we talk about it in the sense of what Jesus is talking about and how he's redeemed our sin, how he, how he's given us grace, how he's given us a Holy spirit and how he's kind of working through, that, that, that in of itself needs to be talked about a lot more than just if you sin you die granted if you sin you do it can cause death but at the same time it's like there, there's more to it than that it's not yeah. just a blanket answer this it's a little again jesus messed with the messy you know he likes he, he messed with messy things and, and it's like he's okay with it being very messy and let's let's work this thing out not just you know this is the one answer we can just go with Granted, Jesus is the answer for everything. <laughs> for, for, for most of Christian theology. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I was uh, really, because you answered almost all the questions. God, yeah, good, good job. <laughs> uh, hats off the mark. All right, I appreciate um, but one of the But one of the things I did want to get at was the fact that when we talk about sin in the church, Sometimes we don't talk about the nuances of it. Mm -hmm. We don't get into the dirty parts of it. Like we, if we know we're going to sin, how are we going to keep each other safe? How are we going to? If we know people are out here having sex, like, are we going to provide condoms for these people? Like, are we going to like, like, we know we're going to sin. Like, it's not a question of of whether it's going to happen or it's not going to. It's it's going to happen. Like, well, they shouldn't be having <laughs> sex in the first place. And and it's that. That's exactly what well, we get. Well, you had sex. Your parents had sex. They made you come on. Here's the problem. We, we you're right. We deal in extremes because the argument is. If I give you a condom, I'm saying it's okay. Here's, you can sin and get away with it. I think there needs to be a balance. Because one, people are going to do it, whether we like it or not. 
that doesn't mean it's okay, but it's a condom a form of grace. And that's even hard for me to say, because a condom requires premeditation. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> You had to think about this. Say, hang on, let me let me unwrap this sucker. Put this thing on. Premeditated sex. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's like I'm about to punch Mark because I know Jay will only be mad at me for ten minutes. That's stupid. I'm dead wrong, right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus Mark's gonna make me mad. I might accidentally hit him. Yeah. So I think it's a balance. If you mess up, if you got a condom, the grace is you don't have a kid or STD, right? Yeah. Yes. So... So I say we gotta teach that sin is wrong and be wise about how we deal with folks. But even that for me doesn't really get and I'm I'm about to take the conversation maybe in a different direction, I'm sorry. But that for me doesn't really get at the nature of the 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 way that the church teaches about sin is still very wrong, right? Because it's not even so much about do we give people condoms because they're going to have sex, right? It's about that sex is holy. Sex is divine. Sex it's is true. this beautiful thing that exists between, you know, a minimum of two people. Talk about um, it. Right? But, <laughs> right? But, right? And that is what, that is the truth of what sex is. And maybe we want to create some parameters around how and when we do it. But when we just say don't have sex, mm-hmm. that's, that oh. denies the fundamental nature of the fact that sex is this beautiful thing. And, so and the, God created it. Right? And so like when we talk about what sin is, right, we don't really talk about the thing that we're doing, the whole of it. Mm-hmm. And I, that is, for me, that is the problem of the way that the church talks about so sin. So we, I, I, think, I think the bigger thing is we don't talk about the, the, the why or the origin of yeah. of why mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. we just talk about the, the okay this, this is it and this is the result of of what that is because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. when you get at the why you get at the the bigger broader like more in-depth mm-hmm. answers like and that's that's really that's because that's easier the harder thing mm-hmm. is getting a relationship with every person that you're talking to and understanding how each person sin as much as as much as this person as much as you may lie to me it is completely different from when my wife lies to me and 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 and, and to have that relationship and have to have a relationship with everyone you're telling not to do this or not to do that that's the hard part of of Christianity and of and of and of oh. just being you know that's that's the work they they're they're essentially taking the work out of out of being a christian by just saying hey don't do this because it's easier for me to just say that to you and you to believe me and not actually have to deal with you on a regular basis to 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 back you up on that are you suggesting we should make disciples wow mark that's a very innovative idea and I know we not. <laughs> I know you know you want be able to come and come into contact and be able to build a relationship with everyone in the world. So, for the sake of you know the leaders that are saying don't do this or don't do that, who's saying sin is wrong and stuff like that, being able to 
just being able to explain um just being able to explain it like like how um marguerite was saying you know sex is wrong okay we we know that sex is wrong when okay sex is wrong outside of marriage okay what are y'all perception challenging the mentality the mentality of what they think sex is you know what i'm saying what do you think sex is how have sex been interpreted in your culture you know what i'm saying what does sex mean to you why sex is wrong because you're disrespecting your own temple we don't we don't get into that wait we don't get into that and not only that but sex is spiritual right you know like that that's i was gonna say before everybody begins Sex is not wrong. Sex outside of marriage is wrong. And in the Bible's eyes, sex is definitely a right thing. I want to make sure that that was, that I was said by me. I love sex. <laughs> but uh, that that's exactly where I sort of I want to end off. Is that like a lot of times we we don't self-reflect on the thing. Like the, throughout this whole yeah. Bible study, what I wanted to get at is us self-reflecting on the things that we do within our our. Religion. I don't want to say our religion. Within within our relationship with Christ, we we need to self reflect on the things that we do so that we can better bridge this gap from where we are to being closer with God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the second episode of the Why Not Podcast. If you like what you heard, we will be posting an episode every week on Wednesdays on our app. You can also find us on Facebook at Why Not. That's Why Not spelled Y-K-N-O-T. And if you have any comments or questions or just want to talk to us about anything we said on the podcast, you can message us on our Facebook. I want to leave you with this. The general message of this episode was self-reflection. A lot of times we ask, what can we do as a community to better the church? Or how can the church better be closer to Christ as a whole? But we don't look at ourselves individually and think, what can I do better that will strengthen my relationship with Christ that will ultimately change the church? So I want to leave you with the question of what can you do to strengthen your relationship with Christ? Once again, I am your host, JP, and have a good morning, a good evening, and a good night.